You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Hello and welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We are here in Frankfurt, Germany. We've just got done doing the fairy tale trail. It was really amazing. It's all those mystical, magical things that you think of. Everybody knows the stories of the Brothers Grimm. Yes. Cinderella, Little Red Riding Hood, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Rumpelstiltskin. Which they're still laughing about the way we say Rumpelstiltskin. (laughs) I'm not even going to attempt to say it the German way, but they're like, you're saying what? It's quite funny. Snow White. And every girl knows the story of the Frog Prince. Yes. Hansel and Gretel. Many girls have lived the story of the Frog Prince. Um, (laughs) I have my very own story of the Frog Prince. But we are living happily ever after. On today's show, we're going to be telling you about the fairy tale route here in Germany. The best way to access it is to fly into Frankfurt, work your way over to Hanau, and then up to Kassel. That's about two hours drive total or on the train. But there are a lot of different stops on the way that castles, things associated with the Brothers Grimm. The things, museum. Things associated with the different stories. There's a museum in the town of Castle that we're going to be telling you about. One of the things I really loved about it as we were going through the trail, and we can talk more about that, is just how interesting the history of these fairy tales. And, of course, some of you are going to be going, what, Walt Disney didn't think of that? No, Walt Disney did not think of that. He took these from the Brother Grimm fairy tales. And we just found it really interesting to tie in the history of the town the political scene that was going on at the time, history. It's almost like you can trick your kids into learning some really interesting things. Speaking of tricking your kids into things, these Brothers Grimm tales are universal and so this is a great multi-generational trip. Grandma might not know how to text on a cell phone and the kids don't want to be off their iPads, but they both know the story of Little Red Riding Hood or they both love to watch the Disney Snow White and you can do this together because these themes are time. We're going to be talking about these themes and these stories are timeless. So coming up on today's show, we have some really great interviews. We're going to be talking with Dr. Bernard Lauer from the Brothers Grimm Museum. We're also going to be talking with Charlotte Jacobson from the Frankfurt Mine Rhine region. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Make sure that you check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and at TravelBrigade.com. We will be right back. What's not? What's trending? Next up, this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel. You are listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin. We are here in Germany, in Frankfurt, just after returning from the fairy tale route, stopping along some of these beautiful destinations along the way. Yeah, we're going to be telling you more about it coming up. We're going to have an interview with Dr. Bernard Lauer, who is with the Brothers Grimm Museum. We're also going to be talking with Charlotte Jacobson from the Frankfurt Mine Rhine region. But first, we need to do hot topics in travel. And because we are focusing on these fairy tales today, who is most known in the modern world with these? I mean, who stole them? Well, who? Or borrowed? I'm going to be nice. Who yeah. borrowed them? Lots who, of people borrow them. So I, say, I'm and they're not teasing. the only. Everybody borrows from them. We'll talk about that a little yeah. bit later but well, I would say um, Walt Disney yeah that's yeah. the one you know when you think of Snow White or Sleeping exactly. Beauty you think of Disney so I thought I'd do kind of a Disney themed one they've kind of got some new things coming out that are bringing in other properties they've acquired mm-hmm. for example Walt Disney World is going to be doing an Avatar Land oh interesting and I don't know if you'll turn blue when you walk into it no but, but that could be cool Captain America will be appearing at Disneyland 
He'll be the first Marvel character that you'll be able to see at Disneyland. They're hooked up with Marvel now. Yeah. And then the Disney cruise ships, also on that Marvel theme, the Disney cruise ships are going to have an Avengers Academy huh. for their kids program. Very so. interesting. You know, I'm still I'm still holding out for what they're going to do with Star Wars because yeah. everyone's still just rallying, going, oh, what are they going to do? Are they going to build a land? Are they going to put a land? The only sad thing I heard is, you know, we are frequent California visitors because that's where I was born and raised and we go down there a lot. Not that we don't go to Disney World, but that's our more frequent stop. And I got the inclination from the Disney people, insiders, that it was not going to happen in California. If it was going to happen anywhere, it was going to be in Orlando. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But one place we do know the fairy tales happened. That's true. The real fairy tale. <laughs> was here in Germany. Is that even a, that's probably not well, even. Yeah. <laughs> The original. There we go, yeah. The original collected, and we'll be talking about how they collected those from other people. And that's what's so great about these stories is everybody knows them. They're timeless. They're universal. So we're going to be telling you more about that coming up. We're going to talk with Dr. Bernard Lauer of the Brothers Grimm Museum about the fairy tale route. And just for clarification, for those of you who do not know, there is a long route here, or the Strasse, is that what they call it here? Of where all these fairy tales sort of recreated, the inspirations, the castles. And so what you can do is fly in here to Germany, start here uh, in Frankfurt, and work your way up. It's, I think, a couple of hours straight drive to the castle area, which is kind of where the, you can go much longer, but that's pretty much the general destination where people go. And then kind of offshoot to the castles and some of these different places. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that right when we come back with Dr. Lauer. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Check us out on our website, TravelBrigade.com. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade or check us out on Facebook and Instagram. We'll be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin. We are here doing a special show in Germany on the fairy tale road. It's one of the things that people think about when they think about some of the original fairy tales: Cinderella, Rapunzel, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, yes. Little Red Riding Hood. You can't talk about these fairy tales without talking about the men who compiled them and put them in the form that later got passed down to us, the Brothers Grimm. Exactly, and they have something here in Germany where you actually come to visit and called the Fairy Tale Road that some people may have heard about or they think about coming to Germany. And it's one of the things on their list that they're interested in doing because it sort of brings up these memories of fairy tales and castles and all these fairy tale memories. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, what the Fairy Tale Road is. Here to tell us more about it is Dr. Bernard Lauer, who is the director of the Brothers Grimm Museum here in Castle. And Dr. Lauer, tell us a little bit about how this idea about creating the fairy tale road came to be and, and what kinds of things were included in it. Yes, in the 70s uh, of the 20th century, the fairy tale road uh, was developed along the authentic places about uh, the stages of life of uh, Jacob and William Grimm, who published 200 years ago their famous children's and household stories. So the fairy tale road starts in uh, the city of Hanau, where the brothers Grimm were born, and then it's, uh, it is developed uh, to Steinau, where they spent their youth, 
uh, for some years, then to Marburg where they studied, and then uh, one of uh, the central points of the fairy tale road is the city of Kassel, the former capital of uh, Hesse, where the Baroness Grimm uh, spent their uh, main uh, period of their life, and all the great works of the Baroness Grimm, not only the fairy tales, but also a lot of works uh, in the fields of the humanities, the German grammar, German legend, the German dictionary is uh, worked out here in the city of Kassel and therefore here in Kassel we have also the museum, the central museum of the Brass Grimm with a lot of original uh, items all around the biography of the Brass Grimm and around their scientific and uh, political uh, activities. As in uh, this uh, period Germany was divided in two parts so the Ferrite Road could not be developed to Berlin because uh, there was uh, the GDR and so there was no uh, partnership in uh, tourist uh, aims between Germany's west and Germany's east and so the Ferrite Road then was developed uh, to Hameln, to the Red Pipe of Hameln which is also a very important text in the work of the Brass Rim and it ends in Bremen with the Bremen musicians. When you talk about the fairy tale road and people have this vision of what some of the stops are going to be or things, the highlights on the road, tell us a little bit about that. The fairy tale road from Hanau to Bremen with the center of Kassel, there you can find a lot of authentic places the Brothers Grimm lived and a lot of uh, their homes, uh, a lot of their building they, they worked are destroyed in the Second World War, but nevertheless you can find a lot of authentic places where the Brothers Grimm lived, where they worked, and where they found also persons who could uh, them tell the famous stories. The fairy tales of the Brothers Grimm, published for the first time in 1812 and 1815, are based not only on oral tradition, but also on the written tradition of uh, all European countries and also uh, on the oriental tradition like the Arabian Night Entertainment. And every fairy tale has its own history and is developed along some oral and uh, some also written uh, sources. Some people who did tell fairy tales to the Brasrim are coming from the landscape of Hesse and also in some of the villages around uh, Kassel, in uh, some villages of Westphalia, not so far from here, you can find authentic places where these fairy tales were told. Naturally, the connection of fairy tales with concrete places uh, you cannot uh, documentate in, in the life and the work of the Brothers Grimm. For example, naturally we have a lot of very nice and important castles where you can imagine maybe there was uh, Sleeping Beauty, but Sleeping Beauty is also a fairy tale which is in the European tradition and was uh, f told to the Brothers Grimm by French refugees. And so when you are looking on the fairy tales of Brothers we have also to look on the regional sources we have here in Hesse and, and in Westphalia and, and in northern Germany, but at the same time we have also to look on the written sources, on the tradition of fairy tales in other countries. And for ex example, for the Brothers Grimm, very, very important was the tradition of fairy tales in Italy and France and some of the most famous fairy tales which are told all around the world in the version of the Brothers Grimm are coming from these country. For example, Little Red Riding Hood is coming from France where it was uh, printed for the first time 100 years before the Brothers Grimm uh, without a happy end. And then the Brothers Grimm changed the fairy tale of uh, Little Red Riding Hood which was told uh, to them by French refugees here in the city of Kassel by the famous family of Hassenflug coming to uh, Kassel 
from uh, eastern France. And then, uh, depending also on the spirit of their time, the Brothers Grimm made a happy end. And uh, in the version of the Brothers Grimm, uh, Little Red Riding Hood and the grandmother are saved and the wolf is punished. We love our happy endings. As I say, the unhappy ending didn't, didn't do well with test audiences. So they, <laughs> so they, 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 There's a lot of changes to the end, decision. but it really gives you a feel for how these stories started and what they're doing. And You mentioned that the tales were originally published in 1812 and 1815, and there's a sort of a 200-year anniversary going on right now during these years. And what are some of the celebrations that are taking place throughout the year and at different places? In uh, 2012 and uh, 2013, naturally we have uh, manifestations, uh, conferences and exhibitions uh, celebrating the fairy tales of the Brothers Grimm all around the world and especially naturally in the Museum of the Brothers Grimm. Uh, we have uh, a lot of special uh, exhibition comparing the fairy tales of the Brothers Grimm to the Romantic uh, tradition, to the Arabian Night Entertainment and presenting also the influence of uh, the fairy tales of uh, the Brothers Grimm on uh, the development of literatures in the world, uh, on um, retelling the stories in our modern world, on illustrations of the fairy tales and also on movies. But not only in Kassel we have a lot of uh, manifestations, uh, also in other cities on the fairy tale road. We have uh, some other museums which are uh, celebrating uh, the fairy tales of the museum uh, of, of the, the Brothers Grimm. We have a lot of conferences in Europe but also last year I was on a conference in Japan where we had also an exhibition around the Brothers Grimm and I think when you are traveling around the world I never met somebody who did not know Little Red Riding Hood, Snow White, The Sleeping Beauty or The Brothers Grimm. The Brothers Grimm maybe are the most prominent persons from Germany in the culture and not only their fairy tales are famous all around the world but also they are also famous as uh, literary persons. Naturally Walt Disney in the reception of the fairy tales plays a very important role and uh, younger people uh, think that Sleeping Beauty is a work of uh, Walt Disney and they, mm -hmm. maybe they do not know that it's coming from Germany and uh, also the castle of Novart and, and Sleeping Beauty uh, maybe is located in the world of Walt Disney but we have also here in Germany a lot of very concrete historical buildings, uh, medieval cities, castles where we are celebrating the fairy tale world of the Brothers Grimm and especially in these years of uh, celebrating the uh, fairy tales of the Brothers Grimm uh, we have a lot of movie production in, in German television in, in uh, German uh, broadcasting where the fairy tales of the Brothers Grimm in a very very nice manner are combined to some places here in Germany to German forests to German castles and uh, with German actors this is really maybe a production which is in the sense also of the Brothers Grimm. On the other side, in uh, some other productions, especially coming from Hollywood, the fairy tales are transformed are transformed more in the modern sense and uh, the modern way of life and, and the uh, modern taste and the, also in the modern moral and they are also developed with some uh, fantastic, very fantastic elements which are not in the fairy tales of Brothers Grimm but I, I think the fairy tales of the Brothers Grimm are so important as do other productions of uh, humankind as for example the Bible or the Odyssey of Homer because when you are looking on some modern science fiction film and some movies, a lot of elements 
in these productions are coming from the Bible, are coming from the Odyssey, and are coming from the fairy tales of the Brothers Grimm. This is very, very important, for example, when you're looking on the episodes uh, of uh, the science fiction world. It um, uh, starts with the sentence, once upon a time, and also the locations there with, with the prince and princesses, the uh, development of the action, the dialogues, a lot of is uh, introduced uh, from some uh, fairy tales of the Brothers Grimm. I think that's part of the magic and the staying power of the Brothers Grimm is that they can be transferred into any setting and you can tell these stories and kids of all ages are delighted. Exactly, and kids, do cover your ears because I know some of you do not want to believe that Walt Disney did not create this yourself, <laughs> but yes, this is actually where some of this stuff comes from. It's an amazing story and as a matter of fact, there's so much more information we're going to talk about about the museum when we come back. We will be right back. We're going to talk further with Dr. Lauer about the Brothers Grimm Museum here in Castle. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Check out the links on our hot sheet at travelbrigade.com where we will have links to the Brothers Grimm Museum and to information about the fairy tale road. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at travelbrigade.com. We're here in Frankfurt talking about our experience checking out all the fairy tales on the fairy tale route here in Germany. One of the things I love about this is it's so easy to get to because you can fly into Frankfurt, the third largest airport in Germany. Yes. Tons of it's connections great, from all over the world. Well, it's the perfect place to start the route. The route is really easy to access once you get into the Frankfurt Airport, and this whole area is pretty easy to get around when you have an expert to tell you how. Yes, and we brought one in. Yes, we've got Charlotte Jacobson. She's with the Frankfurt Rhine Mine Region. And, and she knows everything about this route. Every time we have a question, we just call Charlotte because she knows, and we've been looking at this map, looking at the places that we stopped here on the route, and it's just so much fun to think about these fairy tales and go up and down and see all these the castles and different things about the Grimm brothers. But what's really interesting is maybe the first place you stop on the route, which is the birthplace. So we want to talk a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit, Charlotte, about Hanau and how to get there from the Frankfurt Airport. Well, hi, everyone. It's a pleasure to tell you more about Hanau and the Frankfurt Rhine Mine region. The fairy tale route, of course, is a big attraction for families. So if you have children, it's no problem to go to the Frankfurt airport and uh, just take a train to Hanau. There is a train station directly uh, inside of the airport, and um, you can easily go on a train 20, 25 minutes to Hanau. Uh, the birthplace of the Brothers Grimm, like you already mentioned, Kathleen. Um, you can, of course, also rent a car if you want that or uh, go with the so-called S-Bahn, which is a... Uh once you arrive in Hanau, that's of course the perfect starting place. It's the starting place of the fairy tale route, and it's a perfect place to also have an overnight stay to discover. Once you get to Hanau with the train uh, or with the car, it's a great place to have an overnight stay. Have a look at the Brothers Grimm monument uh, in the middle of the center uh, and visit the Philips Ruhe Castle, which also have traces of the Brothers Grimm. This is a nice place because it's the starting point of the fairy tale route. So you can easily go from there, for example, to Castle. Yes, and when we say Castle, we're talking about the town of Castle, yeah. K-A-S-S-E-L, not the building castle. I know, it sounds K-S-T-L-E. very similar to us. Americanos. But there are a lot of great castles along the way or around Castle. Yes, Castle and Castles. 
But what's really great is that they have this map. We'll send you a link to this information about going on the Fairtail Road. You can keep going up the different areas. There's areas that have uh, connections to the Grimm Brothers. There's also areas where you'll look on the map and you'll see areas for the Little Red Riding Hood, where the inspiration for Little Red Riding Hood is. And you keep going up, of course, Castle. Uh, we're going to be talking more about Castle in this show. That's also a really great place to kind of stop because there's lots of things around the Castle area besides the Brothers Grimm Museum. It's also very close to two very popular things on the route, which are the castles, one called the Rapunzel Castle. And Charlotte, you're going to have to correct me, Trendelburg Castle. Yeah, perfect. She says perfect, but it's not so perfect. And then <laughs> the other one is the Sleeping Beauty Castle, which we called Sababug. So to get from Frankfurt or Hanau up to Castle is a couple of hours by car. Um, and then once you're there, you can use that as a good jumping off point to get to some of these other places we've been talking about, like the Sleeping Beauty Castle, or there's a place identified with Snow White and yeah, Puss in Boots. Boots yeah. And Hansel and Gretel. There's also a place called Shreksbach on the way that's identified with Little Red Riding Hood. And when you go to these different places, you'll find like a castle that's kind of associated with it, or they'll have characters there or, or the something in the town. Yeah. Where these stories came from. And Charlotte, what is it about this area that makes people feel like they really are living in a fairy tale land? Oh, well, Jeff, um, first of all, of course, it's our beautiful castles. Because when you come to these castles, you can just feel the history and also the romance and maybe feel like a little bit this inspiration that also inspired the Brothers Grimm to write all those beautiful fairy tales. The good thing about it is also for the families that they have bookable packages. So if you visit the uh, webpage of the Fairytale Route, you have nice itineraries and bookable packages for the whole family, lots of activities for the children, so they will have lots of fun. We had lots of fun. We're like little children ourselves doing this whole thing. We had so much fun looking at all the fairy tales, seeing the castles, going to the museums. We've had a really good time. We will have contact information for the Fairytale Route as well as Charlotte's organization, frankfurt-rhine-mind. We'll have the connections, the links to the websites at TravelBrigade.com. Just go there and click on the hot sheet. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Make sure that you check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and TravelBrigade.com. We will be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin. We are here in the city of Kassel in Germany, and we have been sitting here talking about the fairy tale road. Some of you call it the fairy tale trail. But what's really interesting here in Kassel is that they have a museum of the Brothers Grimm. The Brothers Grimm, as we've been talking about, were some of the most important writers in the history of the world, you might say. And we're here talking with Dr. Bernard Lauer, who is the director of the Brothers Grimm Museum here in Castle. And Dr. Lauer, tell us a little bit about how they chose the location here and how the museum came to be. Uh, the brothers uh, Jacob and uh, Wilhelm Grimm spent uh, their most uh, important period here in the city of Kassel and so naturally the Museum of the Brothers Grimm is located here in the center of Germany now in Kassel in an old uh, building from the 18th century where we have on three floors 
uh, an exhibition on the life and the work of the Brothers Grimm. In the center of the exhibition, uh, we have the Kassel reference copies of the first edition of the fairy tales of the Brothers Grimm, uh, dating 1812 and 1815, with a lot of personal uh, notes, corrections, and annotations written by hand by the Brothers Grimm themselves. And this uh, most important exhibit in the museum is registered by the International UNESCO Commission as a memory of the world. But we have not only manuscripts and books uh, from the work of uh, the Brothers Grimm, we have a lot of personal belongings. We have uh, furniture from the family of the Brothers Grimm. We have uh, some items from the writing desk of uh, Jacob and William Grimm. And uh, we are very happy that in uh, the family of the Grimms, there is a younger brother, the so-called painter brother, Ludwig Emil Grimm, who was at the time a romantic uh, painter. He illustrated also the, the life of the brothers Grimm. He illustrated the apartments where they, they lived. He made uh, a lot of landscapes uh, around Kassel and also some pictures of the city of Kassel so that we can documentate the life and the work of the Brothers Grimm, of the whole family, in a very, very nice manner because we have a lot of material from this younger painter brother of Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm. I always think it's incredible to see historical books and documents from centuries past, but also to see handwritten annotations on top of that, I think really takes the visitor back in time. And is that one of the things you find that people really enjoy about the museum or what when you hear people leaving the museum, what has really touched them about it? Uh, last year we renewed uh, the whole uh, museum and the main aim of our conception uh, is to produce in the historical building of the Palais Bellevue, where is located the Museum of the Brothers Grimm, an atmosphere, a reproduction of the time of the Brothers Grimm. And so we uh, combined some scientific documents books, manuscripts, with some original furniture from the Brothers Grimm, and we uh, produced some rooms which uh, are um, developed in the manner of the time of the 19th century. And um, most visitors coming uh, to the Palais Bellevue, they enjoy the authentic atmosphere of the period the Brothers Grimm lived in Kassel. And uh, when you uh, have visited the museum with all the personal belongings, the items, the furniture, the tapestry of uh, the time of the Brothers Grimm, then you can also walk a little bit around Kassel and we have a, a map of Kassel where you can find all the places the Brothers Grimm lived, where were their apartments, where they met uh, the storyteller women and storyteller men. And also the city of, of Kassel was heavily destroyed in the Second World War even today, in, in the modern uh, structure of uh, the city of Kassel, you can find a lot of authentic places the Brothers Grimm lived and also authentic places uh, they met their storyteller women and storyteller men. One of the things I love about visiting literary museums, for example, I've been to the one with the Bronte sisters in England, is you really get a sense of who these people were much more than you do just from reading their books. You get a sense of what they went through, what it was like for their typical workday when they sat down to their desk to write and all these different things. So I think when you get a chance to visit these literary museums, if you're at all a reader, you have to take it. One other thing, we know that Germany is noted for its Christmas markets, and here in Kassel, they actually build the Christmas market around some of the Brothers Grimm fairy tales. 
Yes, once upon a time there was uh, the city of Kassel and in Christmas time they thought what uh, we can do uh, for tourists and uh, for a good uh, situation and atmosphere. And so uh, some years ago they combined the Christmas markets. Christmas markets we have all around Germany, the most famous is the Christmas market in Nuremberg. But here in Kassel we have a special Christmas market where we are combining every year one fairy tale of the Brothers Grimm with this Christmas market. And there are a lot of manifestations, a lot of uh, items you can buy around uh, a single fairy tale of the Brothers Grimm and uh, every year uh, people are enjoying our Christmas market and coming from all regions of uh, Germany and also from Europe to visit the fairy tale work of uh, the Brothers Grimm and the Brothers Grimm uh, fairy tales they have nothing to do with Christianity they have nothing to do with, with Christmas time but all around the world when it is winter when it is dark uh, when people are coming together to celebrate Christmas they are also uh, retelling the stories of Jacob and, and William Grimm uh, in television in December, in January, we have the films of the Brothers Grimm, the fairy tale movies, and so on. And so, uh, this is uh, also a reflection here in Kassel when we have the fairy tale market here in the center of uh, Kassel. Yes, again, the Brothers Grimm, you can put them into any situation. Anytime people get together and tell stories, themes from the Brothers Grimm come up. You've got to come here and visit the Brothers Grimm Museum here in Kassel. Thank you so much, Dr. Lauer, for speaking with us today. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Again, for more information, you can check out our website at TravelBrigade.com. You can check out our hot sheet. We'll have information on the museum, the city of Kassel, and also the fairy tale road. We will be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin. We are here doing a show on the fairy tale route here in Germany, bringing back the memories of Cinderella, Rumpelstiltskin, Sleeping Beauty, and all those great fairy tales written by the Brothers Grimm. You just heard our interview with Dr. Lauer where he talked about the museum, the Brothers Grimm Museum here in the town of Kassel. And no, that's not a C-A-S-T-L-E, Kassel. K-A-S-S-E-L, Kassel. So you'll hear us talking about the town of Kassel, but also a lot of castles in this show. We'll try to clarify for you. Anyway, the museum was really amazing. He talked about the highlight is they have the original 1812 editions with the brothers, their various uh, annotations and and things because they kept editing it and kept coming out with new editions. For those of you who don't know, the very first edition had some things that even the community was a little concerned about, maybe some things that might not be completely suitable for children. And they made continual revisions to get the stories that we kind of see today. Not Disney's versions, but (laughs) their own versions. There was a really fun kids section in there that various little activities for kids and even a throne and a crown you could sit on and pretend to be a king. I don't know if I should put that picture up. That's what Jeff likes to pretend, (laughs) that he is the king of all. I'd rather be a dictator than a monarch, but uh, anyway. What was also very interesting was we found out about a lot of the political history that was unfolding around the Brothers Grimm. This area of Germany they were living in was sort of changing hands between different rulers every few years, and they were having to adjust and try to find ways to make a living. In some ways, they had a very hard life. Their father died young. They had to give up certain positions because of politics. My my big joke is they're recovering attorneys just like... Just like my co-host here. (laughs) 
they had time <laughs> there to is re- life beyond law. You can actually do yeah. something else. But it was actually just, yeah, really interesting. And one of the things that I really liked is just sort of this, you can sort of trick your kids into coming for the fairy tales and really getting a really amazing, interesting political and historic structure and learn a lot. The museum is located in the town of Castle. No, that's not a building. That's a town. K-A-S-S-E-L. <laughs> we will put these notations on the hot sheet for today's show at travelbrigade.com. So we stayed at Hotel Schweizerhof, yes. and it was kind of a nice place to be able to pop in and out of and get around the city. They also had a great spa, and so we were able to go not only to the museum, but the highlight of this town is... The UNESCO World Heritage Site. Known as Wilhelm Hoa Park. It's Central Park times, I don't know, on steroids. That would be a good thing. But they're also designated as a UNESCO World Heritage Site for the waterways that come down the mountain from the very top. So it starts up, there's a big giant statue of Hercules, over 20 feet tall, up on top. And you see it from all around the town. And they have this water system that works naturally. It doesn't require any special effects. And they're, and they're more like floodgates as you go down. So it's not like one big waterfall. It's like it's water gates that work their way down. They come down and a couple of days a week, they have the waters open in flood. And they say over eight to 10,000 people come for each time they do the gates. Yeah. And they Very create popular. these sort of, uh, I don't know, fountains and special water features yeah. uh, as they go through the park. And we also ate there at the park. There's a palace in the park. There's waterfalls in the park. There's this water feature in the park. There's Hercules at the top, which as you can see from our hotel, right when you stood in front of our hotel, it, it, it really draws your eye completely straight up to the top. We ate at Cascaden Wirtschaft, which is a restaurant up on top kind of up by the Hercules. Yeah, and you can get a great view from the Hercules there as well. Another great place we ate, which was right around the corner from the Brothers Grimm Museum, was the Orangery. Yes. Sits at the edge of this beautiful... Urban park. Yes. And then one other thing I wanted to mention is the Documenta Exhibit Hall. Every five years they have this huge modern art festival here, and they host that, the Documenta Art Festival. But in between they have all sorts of interesting exhibits running at various times throughout the year. So you'll want to check that out if you come. Yes. So Castle, like we said, a great jump-off point as you're going through the route of the fairy tale route, and it's a good place to say there's lots of things around it. Some of the castles and stuff that we talked about previously in the episodes are, you know, 30 minutes from there, and so and there's a lot to do, of course, in the Brothers Grimm Museum. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Check out our website, travelbrigade.com. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade, or like us on Facebook, or check us out on Instagram. We'll be right back. They don't always agree, but they always seem to have the reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said. Welcome back to Travel Brigade. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin here doing our show on the fairy tale trail in Germany. All those things that you think of in your head, Rapunzel, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, where Disney actually kind of stole them from. Lots of people did. They borrowed. I guess that's a nicer word. Well, everybody, to some extent, 
Yeah, borrows from these tales, Yes, as we talked about with Dr. But Lauer. But it's really fun coming back to where they were sort of inspired, the museum, learning about the Brothers Grimm, that's what we've been doing, and then looking at the inspirations along the way in and, and cities like Hanau and Castle. And various other little points along the way. Yes. So it's come to that point in the show when we have to pick our three favorites for He Said, She Said. She Said goes first. Well, I have to just say, I think just the excitement of knowing that this is where all the fairy tales were inspired, the countryside, the castles, this country in Germany does not have a lack of castles. I will tell you that it's something we just don't get to see in uh, North America. And it's just really exciting to be here. It's exciting to kind of live in our own little fairy tale. So that's my number three. My number three isn't directly related to the fairy tales of the Brothers Grimm. It was the Wilhelm Hoa Park in oh, yeah. Castle. That was quite great. Very stunning, very majestic, something definitely to be seen when you come along this route. Mine was kind of learning about the history and the politics because I think I compartmentalized a lot of the stuff that I knew about the Brothers Grimm and the fairy tales. And I think what I found really interesting was learning about the politics and the history and everything that was going on in the country and in the world at the same time this was going on, sort of their struggles as well to make all of this happen and become who they are today. My number two was how universal these tales are. I had forgotten just how much we use them. And that was one of the good things that the museum did was show how they've just been used over and over and applied in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. and, so that was really interesting. even when it's not directly about them, a lot of those same themes are in there. And yeah, it was so, funny when we were talking to the director of the museum when he was saying, if you look at everything that we see, it's either coming from the Bible, the Greeks, or these fairy tales, and I started thinking, yeah. yeah, or Shakespeare, exactly. And I started thinking about it, going, yeah, you could really compartmentalize, you know, a lot of what we have because of those things. You no, know, it was really fun to just recall. Wow, these really do apply to a lot of areas of life. What was your number one? Well, my number one was something that I didn't really expect. I thought it was really interesting being there, going to the museum, seeing the trail, looking at these historical sites. But I thought what was so interesting is that it's such a multi-generational trip to plan. As we've said before, grandma might not be able to text. The kids may not be able to live without their iPads. But this is kind of where everybody all comes together with a common love of these fairy tales. And not only that, but you can really kind of trick your youngsters into learning so much history at the same time. And I just, I really love that aspect. My number one was being able to see the 1812 editions, the original first-time editions that came out and also see the handwritings of the Brothers Grimm in them as they went through and edited them. That was pretty cool. Really uh, reached across two centuries and was really neat to see. Yep. That is the fairy tale route. Make sure you go to TravelBrigade.com and check out our hot sheet for today's program, and we'll have a lot of information, a lot of links to how you get to these different places. And, and all the other destinations around this area. This whole area, uh, starting in Frankfurt and the Rhine region, is just amazing. This is just one option here doing the fairy tale route. We'll be back next week with another great destination for you. In the meantime, please remember, there are two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you're in, join us next week for Travel Brigade. See you next week and enjoy the trip. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at TravelBrigade.com.